Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. You asked for it, you got it. The Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A Medicare podcast for the ages. And now, fresh from his morning nap, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. This is the podcast that uh, was inspired by the magnificent Medicare book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Prior to uh, the existence of that book, this podcast was merely a shell of uh, what it's turned out to be because there wasn't that magnificent book to talk about. But now there is. And where might one obtain a copy of that very reasonably priced book? Well, one could go to barnesandnoble.com and purchase a paperback with colorful illustrations. I believe the price there is $9 this year. Or one could go to amazon.com and purchase an $8 paperback, saving a dollar and um, enjoying black and white illustrations. Now, you can also go to Amazon and get the Kindle version which is really reasonably priced at about $3.80, or you can get the um, the Audible version, wherein someone, a professional announcer, I believe, sounds magnificent, will read the book to you and do all of the hard work of turning the pages and announcing the chapter headings and pronouncing the barely pronounceable words that uh, Medicare seems to be completely filled with. That is, I think, in the neighborhood of $6.00. And of course, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, creation that Amazon has done for me, just with me in mind as one of their favorite authors, they've created a magnificent hardcover version of the same book with all the same Medicare knowledge in it that is suitable for gifting for your friends and relatives that may be getting close to that Medicare time, whether it be because they're turning 65 or because they've worked over age 65 and are considering retirement. That book is just, it's going to fit in a stocking over, a, you know, hung from a mantle over a fireplace perfectly. It was designed with that in mind. So if you're thinking about doing a little Christmas shopping, then I'm, I highly recommend purchasing Medicare for the Lazy Man, the hardcover version as your gift for your loved one, that's a $22 item, very reasonably priced at Amazon.com. So what? aside from promoting my own activities, I'd like to promote Randy Carson's activities. Randy, tell us what you've been up to lately, will you? Well, I just thought I would mention also, Doug, that I'm very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that. I, I peel off I peel off a couple of saw bucks every time <laughs> I need you to do something, and it always yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. But, you know, I know we're kind of moving along very smartly today because of various things. So I, but I do have one thing I can't pass. 
Well, please share that with us. And uh, the thing is, is the stupid state law. My favorite thing. This is the reason I actually come to the podcast episode is to hear about a new stupid state law. Now, you are not going to believe this one. I believe that this is the only, I may not be totally accurate, but I'm saying right now that I believe it's the only state in the union that has a law like this, Doug. Well, that means it's really stupid. It's really stupid or it's really important. I don't know which, or they just recognize that this is happening in their state and they need to deal with it. I don't know which, but it's Idaho. Okay. Okay. And it's the only state in the union that has a law against what? All right. I'm going to draw from recent experience because uh, my spousal unit, who shall remain nameless, went to the store the other day, came back with a bunch of potatoes. She was going to make mashed potatoes or whipped potatoes, I like to call them, for everybody at our Thanksgiving meal gathering. And she started peeling those potatoes and they were all green underneath instead of being white. <laughs> oh, that oh. sucks. Oh, and I hate that. She said, this is bad. And she did a little uh, internet research and found that green potatoes will kill you. And so she took well, them yeah. back. She took them back. Well, those potatoes were grown in Colorado. And so she took them back and got Idaho baked potatoes or Idaho baking potatoes or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, traditional yeah. Idaho potatoes came back home, peeled them. They were perfect. They tasted wonderful. She made another batch out of the same beautiful Idaho potatoes. So I'm guessing that it's against the law in Idaho to grow potatoes that are going to turn green on you and kill you. That's my guess for the stupid that law. That would be a great guess. Well, yeah, that's a, a great law, though. i guess i kind of wandered off the reservation there didn't i (laughs) all right here you go put on your seatbelt. lay it on the only state in the union that's got one of these now i really would like to know why but this is it idaho is the only state in the union that actually has a law on the books banning cannibalism Oh, well, I'm guessing that uh, they had a problem with cannibalism at some time in the past and decided they needed to outlaw it. Is that possible? I'll read you the explanation. I don't know. This is not the whole thing, but any person who willfully ingests the flesh or the blood of a human is guilty of cannibalism. And this is punishable by imprisonment in the state prison, not to exceed 14 years. Jesus, not 15, not 13. Not 15, no. 15, no, that's too much. 14, yeah. that's just right. <laughs> so so cannibalism is, is not completely evil. In other words, they're not going to put you to death or keep you for 20 years. Uh, boy, that is a pretty wacky 14, set of circumstances. 14's the right number, Doug. Yeah, geez. It must have been inspired by some evil act that somebody performed. And frankly, I don't want to really think about it that much, but it's nice to know that if you go to Idaho and hang around there, that you're not in danger of being ingested, that's either right. your flesh your flesh, or your blood. That's right. That's right. So anyway, that's good to know. And uh, also, if you're in Idaho and you and you swing that way, it's not the place to do it. No, absolutely not. If you've got a taste, a hankering, to ingest some human flesh well the donner party that those guys would have been in terrific legal trouble oh they they, would yeah they had uh got caught in a snowstorm in idaho instead of wherever they were 
uh, Nevada, no, Colorado, uh, California. They were in, they were in Truckee Pass, Colorado. Or, uh, yes, California. they were. And we stayed there. One of our old Corvettes, uh, old people driving old Corvette trips, instead of driving across the country for two to two and a half weeks, what we did was we rented a magnificent 15,000 square foot party house in the pass. It was way up high. There was a 10% grade driving our Corvettes to and from that house every day. And uh, this thing had five levels. It was built on the cliff and it was just magnificent. It had eight master suites. And so you know, we had eight Corvettes in the driveway and it was, uh, it was quite a stay because there was a lot of historic and interesting stuff uh, days, you know, a, a few hours drive away, uh, Reno, Nevada, and uh, various points in California where the original gold strike was discovered and stuff like that. So it was um, it was a wonderful trip, and everybody was really happy not to have to pack and unpack every day because cramming 10 pounds of stuff into a five-pound car is not as much fun as you might think after a while. No, no. Well, I'm going to make one final you know observation about this. And then I'm going to encourage us all to move on into the Medicare because we got to get some business, go- some business. We got to get business. some business, business going. Yeah. So I just thought I'd point out that any of you who are vampires, <clears throat> current, past, or future, stay out of freaking Idaho. Okay. Well, I've got another suggestion. If you're a vampire, why don't you just stay out of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I don't think you're going to need, you're going to live forever. So I don't think you'll need to uh, worry about Medicare. Well, that's, I forgot about that part. So yeah, you're right. So anyway, signing off on that point, let's move on into some good Medicare business. I had the content curator curating up a storm today. She was uh, definitely putting in uh, extra effort on our behalf. So let's see what she's got here. The first thing is a reminder for everybody that might have forgotten that Medicare Advantage plans can disappoint you and you can't do anything about it. Typically, uh, they're they're set up in such a way that if you purchase a Medicare Advantage plan and then you're cooking along during the course of the year and a disappointing thing happens, let's say that you've got a doctor or a series of doctors at a medical institution that you uh, have treating you and that medical institution those doctors work for has uh, run out of its contract with your Medicare advantage plan and let's say that they can't agree to renew the contract they they have uh, differences as to their compensation or other terms then um, all of a sudden you're gonna have to go doctor shopping and let's say that this uh, this uh, facility this medical facility is a chain of hospitals and clinics all over a massive uh, or a, a good-sized city that you might live in, and it uh, they constitute a large proportion of all the available doctors in your city. Well, you're going to have trouble finding a satisfactory replacement. It's not just the being wrenched away from the doctors that you've had faith in, that you've uh, been treated by, that know your medical history, but because of your stupid Medicare Advantage plan, you just might have a heck of a time finding replacement doctors. Well, yeah, for those of you that live in Columbus, Ohio, that scenario played itself out on a November 30th um, uh, update from an insurance company. There was an announcement that the Medicare Advantage plans that medical mutual cells uh, were going to lose their uh, primary providers in their doctor network. And they were uh, 
going to be um, divesting themselves of the premier health chain of doctors and um, clinics and and hospitals. Now, to show you what a, a very sizable operation this is, that was not going to be part of the uh, the Medicare Advantage network anymore. Fourteen thousand employees in this series of uh, clinics and hospitals, Premier Health in Columbus, Ohio, in and around Columbus, Ohio. They included uh, hospitals in Dayton, Centerville, Englewood, Middleton, and Troy, Ohio. 14,000 employees. This is a sizable uh, portion of the the network, the medical network of the uh, medical mutual Medicare Advantage plans. They're going to be gutted. And you, as a holder of that Medicare Advantage plan, we're going to be uh, basically robbed of the providers that are supposed to be keeping you healthy. Well, last minute, I got another uh, December 5th, about a week later, I got another uh, notification special update. The original one is, says broker update, and then the second one says special broker update. Here's the latest news, and it says, okay, they've come to an agreement, and uh, they're they're going to be back in the uh, provider network going forward, so there's no reason to panic because everything will stay the same. But what happens when the next provider uh, network uh, decides to fall apart, when the Medicare Advantage plan that you have, which may be reliant on a uh, chain of hospitals or clinics or doctors that uh, comprise the people that treat you and that you uh, are comfortable with, what happens when their contract runs out and they cannot agree on new terms to renew that relationship? It's just one of the 10 ways I have listed in Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 that Medicare Advantage plans can disappoint you. Uh, just a little, you know, uh, beware, buyer beware. If you're going to buy a Medicare Advantage plan, you should be prepared to be disappointed. Now, uh, we have some interesting things. I don't know much about this, so I'll be learning along with those of you who are not diabetic. But here's an article that says, Insulin users beware. Your Medicare drug plan may drop your insulin. And what does it mean for you? The reason I'm interested in this is because starting this year, there was a change in the federal regulations for drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans that have uh, drug coverage, that if um, a holder or if an insured person under the plan buys insulin, they're going to be limited to an out-of-pocket cost every month of $35. Now, that sounds pretty complicated to administer to me, and I'm not sure what happens with that. There must be other details that I'm not aware of, so I thought it would be interesting to hear what happens if people need insulin and are covered by either Medicare Advantage or a prescription drug plan. Uh, One of these Medicare plans apparently has a new rule about the limited out-of-pocket cost that they're going to be charged. So uh, with no further ado... Um, Medicare experts are discovering many insurance plans are dropping some insulin coverage in 2024. This is an, uh, see, in an informal survey of 22 Medicare plans, 10, and they don't say whether those are Medicare supplements, uh, Medicare Advantage, excuse me, Medicare supplements don't have any drug coverage. You have to buy that separately. So these are all Medicare Advantage plans. 10 of the plans out of 22 are dropping at least one insulin from their formulary. 
Um, this is according to Diane Omdahl. She's a, a well-known expert that I like to rely on for my expertise. Uh, so she says, if you're banking on the $35 out-of-pocket insulin cap to continue saving money next year, you must check your plan to see if your insulin is still covered. Only if your drug plan covers your insulin will you receive the $35 cap. Plans have the option not to cover drugs, and that's what's happening. Uh, it's going to be tough for people if they discover that their insulin is not covered and they don't get to uh, take advantage of that $35 out-of-pocket limit. Why are insurance plans dropping insulin coverage? Well, it could be related to the Biden administration's changes to Medicare coverage. Because of the insulin cap, we're seeing some insurance companies responding to this change by adjusting the medications they will cover. Some plans are choosing not to cover insulins uh, that come with a higher manufacturing cost or are facing production challenges. Gee, now I'm starting to get a whiff of why this might be happening when the government steps in and tries to force people to uh, uh, behave in certain ways, and the people don't want to behave in certain ways, they find ways around that uh, that force. Uh, they find ways to behave in the ways that are self-advantageous for them. And that's what free enterprise is all about. If the government steps in and forces people to purchase electric cars, for instance, and let's say the people don't want to buy electric cars, well, they're going to find several ways to avoid having to buy electric cars. And uh, this is an example of that. This The government forced insurance companies to limit the amount of cost they could recover when they're selling insulin to their clients. So moving on, in addition to the insulin cap, cost sharing will be eliminated next year once enrollees reach the catastrophic coverage level or when out-of-pocket spending reaches $8,000. In 2023, beneficiaries paid 5% coinsurance or some co-pays in some instances at the catastrophic level. But now they're saying that the out-of-pocket spending uh, will be capped at $2,000 and that uh, once you've hit the catastrophic uh, area in your drug uh, coverage, then the insurance companies will not be able to charge any more money. Hmm. Sounds like two... Uh, opposing laws here. Well, while Medicare enrollees will save thousands of dollars, insurance companies will pay more and they will be looking for new ways to pass on costs and generate more revenue. If these aren't the reasons, it's a very strong correlation. What should people do? People need to check their Medicare plans now to see if their insulin is covered. And if it isn't covered, they need to speak to their doctors to find an alternative that might be covered by their plan or to enroll in a different plan. Now, typically, we would say they must do all this by December 7th, but in reality, January, February, and March give Medicare Advantage uh, participants the opportunity to drop a plan once to enroll in a new Medicare Advantage plan. The government realizes that these plans are so prone to disappoint their insured people, their members, that they have added a an enrollment period the first three months of the year that allows a one-time only uh, Medicare Advantage plan swap for people who find out to their horror that their plan is not going to do what they would like it to do. So it says uh, you would be normally be stuck for a, deer, uh, a year 
if you had a plan that did not serve your purposes. Medicare Advantage enrollees, though, can still change their plans. Here's where the article addresses what I just said. They can still change their plans during Medicare Advantage open enrollment period, but that's a one-shot deal. So that's between January 1st and March 31st. Um, Let's see. People should start at Medicare.gov, input every drug they take, and see if their plan will cover their drugs next year. They can also look at other plans they're eligible for, and uh, they can compare coverage and prices before enrolling in a plan. This would be at medicare.gov forward slash plan dash compare. That's where I always go to look for freestanding drug plans, but you can also check out Medicare Advantage plans there. Uh, so with the deadline, the, the December 7th deadline so close, experts recommend avoiding calling Medicare if possible, because you could be on hold for many hours. And then here's a special alert for Levemir insulin users, L-E-V-E-M-I-R. If you use that, you should know that the maker, uh, who is Nor- Novo Nordisk, Nordisk, says it's discontinuing that insulin in 2024. Shortages could begin as early as January, so you should start looking for an alternative that your insurance plan will cover. How much would insulin cost if you're not covered? It would cost hundreds of dollars more annually and be catastrophic for over a million Americans, Americans, says a Yale study that was published last year. Among Americans who use insulin, 14% reached catastrophic spending over one year. Uh, It said defining catastrophic as more than 40% of income spent on insulin after paying for food and housing. Nearly two-thirds of patients who experienced that level of insulin spending were Medicare beneficiaries. If you happen to get stuck with a plan that doesn't cover your insulin, you still may have options. You can talk with your doctor to see if another type of insulin that is covered would work for you instead. You can also check for patient assistance programs or other discounts. For example, GoodRx can help you find savings on diabetes medications, including insulin. Through a partnership with San, uh, Sanofi, eligible patients can use GoodRx to access a $35 coupon for a 30-day supply of Lantus, redeemable at 70,000 retail pharmacies. How many Americans on Medicare take insulin? The number of Medicare Part D as in dog enrollees including, uh, using insulin total 3.3 million in the year 2020. So that is a point of concern for people that take diabetes. I've got another little article here that says, for those with diabetes on Medicare Part D, insulin is $35, which would be good news. And it goes on to say, if it's covered. And this is by Diane Omdahl as well. She's a, a veritable fount of insulin information today. So when you have diabetes and are on Medicare, you should be sure to check your blood sugar and your open and roll, uh, your plan, I guess. I don't know what it says. It's a kind of a clever little uh, ellipsis, three dots, and uh, we're supposed to, I guess, read Diane's mind. Open enrollment began October 15th. It's really not open enrollment. It's AEP, annual election period. Um, and I tackled one of our first reviews for a longtime client. Uh, whose name is Alicia, and she's had the same drug plan since 2018 when she started on Levamir insulin. It was quite a surprise when she learned that her plan would drop this drug from its formulary in 2024. She was frustrated because she thought the Inflation Reduction Act capped all insulin at $35. I suspect many people believe that. Headlines like 
senior citizens won't pay more than $35 a month for insulin as a new drug provision kicks in can give that impression. However, as they say, the devil is in the details. In a frequently asked question document, the the, uh, CMS, the federal government, stated that if an insulin is covered, um, the $35 cap for a month's supply for each insulin product applies as of January 2023. CMS defines covered insulin as one that is included on a Part D sponsor's formulary. Uh, the list of drugs the plan covers. The FAQ document also notes that a plan can change its formulary, which includes adding or removing drugs. More plans are changing coverage of insulin, and I can guess that it's because the government is forcing them into a position where they're going to lose money if uh, they sell insulin and stay legal, if they comply with the new government regulations. So uh, Diane goes on to say this raised a question. So this woman had a drug plan that changed its formulary. Are other drug plans changing their formularies in response to this new rule? I decided to do, this is Diane, decided to do a quick check of the 22 standalone Part D plans sponsored by eight insurance companies in her client's area. She identified 10 insulins uh, that clients take in five categories, rapid acting, short acting, intermediate acting, long acting, and mixed I didn't even know all these uh, classifications existed. So here are some of Diane Omdahl's observations. Number one, eight plans will not make any changes to their insulin coverage in 2024. The number of insulins these plans don't cover ranges from three to seven. Uh, Point number two, four plans actually removed insulin from their non-covered list, meaning they will cover more insulins next year. One plan removed one and three plans removed two. Uh, So they're going to cover that many more types of insulin. Point number three, this leaves 10 plans that will cover fewer drugs next year than they do this year. Of note, four plans will drop four insulins from their formularies. Point number five, the number of insulins that are covered this year but won't be covered next year range from one in a couple of plans to seven. Five plans have cut their formularies by seven types of insulin. Point number six, the costs may vary. And point number seven, I also found that many Medicare Advantage plans are changing their coverage of insulin. So this Levomir that this uh, woman was taking uh, got Diane Omdahl's attention because of Alicia's situation. Alicia's that woman's name. I discovered her plan is not alone in changing its formulary. Nine other plans that are dropping that particular drug next year will join the seven that did not cover it this year, leaving only five plans in her area <clears throat> with that particular insulin on the 2024 formulary, and that creates a major problem for this particular woman. Those five plans do not cover two other very important drugs she takes. See how these Medicare Advantage plans are difficult to deal with? She is meeting with her physician to discuss some alternatives with the hope of finding a plan that would work for all three medications. These changes could disrupt her control of her diabetes or other conditions. There are other insulins that I did not include, and this review is not a scientific study. You may not live in her town, but a plan's list of covered and non-covered drugs is consistent from one area to another. If you have diabetes and use insulin, hopefully you'll take the time to check out your drug plan. Will it still cover your insulin? If it doesn't, check other plans. You still have time 
uh, open enrollment or what they call open enrollment, AEP ends December 7th yesterday as we record this, but uh, you do have a Medicare Advantage uh, period of open enrollment between January 1st and March 31st to make the changes you need to make. So that is uh, my treatise on insulin today, Randy. And it's shockingly close to our target time of uh, allowing everybody to uh, stand up, stretch, and, uh, you know, leave to go home. Oh, the ninth. What isn't it? Oh, that's the seventh inning stretch. Yeah, there you but go. in our case, we're we're uh, running into overtime more often than not. Remember, we started out trying to shoot for a twenty-minute episode length, and we have maybe done that once. Once in our life, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, I I am amazed. I had no idea. Granted, I I don't use insulin, and I'm not diabetic. I didn't know there were so many different kinds. I, I thought I had the notion in my head that insulin was insulin. Well, this is all news to me, too. And frankly, I got to say, it's having diabetes must be a very complicating factor in your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we do need to close up shop. Our 75 cents is over. Got to get out of here because the next crowd in here. I think they're going to have a square dance. So oh boy. <laughs> we, we got to get out. We got to get out of the way. So, but as you know, there's always a few things I like to mention ahead of time before we land the plane on 37 right. You can reach out to Doug at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Don't forget. Doug is prepared and licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would also appreciate it. We're coming into the, the you know, the final stretch of the year. We would appreciate some reviews, uh, you know, on the podcast, on the books, on any of the content that we produce, because we can always have some points and they will be good for us before the end of the year. Last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been 100 different places doing 99 different things, and you weren't. You chose to spend a few quality minutes with us. And if you didn't check your watch, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma, now camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona, on a perch about 15,000 feet. So he is definitely there with his oxygen mask. Oh, boy. I'll tell you right now, it's tough to get a breath around here. But thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be looking forward to seeing you on our next episode. Bye-bye.